0: Episode one eighteen, everyone. It's Dan and Happy Holidays. It's mid twenty twenty one. I hope you all are doing all right, celebrating whatever it is you're celebrating. And we are here today with the sound of a low flying, very loud plane overhead. I hope that's not bothering. Oh, my God, it's going to fly into the back of my house. It's um. Where are we? What's going on? This is oh, this is actually Supertrain. It's a short lived uh TV show podcast. One of them, in fact. There's another there's a great one called Forgotten TV, which I recommend highly, which gets far more into detail than my lazy uh, bones uh, can do Uh, but uh, this is the uh, short-lived TV show podcast, we cover short-lived TV shows that never got enough love three shows at a time, one episode at a time and eventually we will cover Super so let me uh, tell you what's going on with this one, I, I actually don't know the order before I put this together but I think it's going to go Kolchak with Tim S. Turner with the great Chris Fly, it will be Battlestar Galactica, and then Mitchell Hadley and I will be discussing Search, subject to change. Uh, but we'll be, what is it? I think it's episode, jeez, what is it? Episode 10. Wow, is it episode 10 of Kolchak? Does that sound right? Yeah. And, and episode 3 of Battlestar Galactica, and episode 19 of Search. So let's dive right in, you festive little buggers, and listen to this. Check episode ten, the Energy Eater, December thirteenth, nineteen seventy-four. Hey, it's what uh, 50, 50, 50, 47 years ago, uh, near the around the same time you're hearing this. Uh, Forty-seven years ago, anniversary-ish uh, of the Energy Eater. Uh, let's see, uh, story by Arthur Rowe, teleplay Rudolf Bochert, Bochert, who we, who we met before, and Arthur Rowe, directed by Alex Grasshoff. And this one, I won't. Um, I, I won't go too. Uh, I won't go too goofy into it. But uh, there is a hospital uh, that has been built on land reclaimed from uh, Native Americans, and b- basically, there is a spirit, an invisible bear spirit, Macho Manito, who, uh who eats energy. And is going to destroy the hospital and everything in it. let's call check and stop it With the help of William Smith So after this one we're halfway into the series Technically not counting, don't put the movies there, the series itself So we're, we're at the end of our chat of this, we will be halfway through the series I know I just said that, leave me alone I was working out a <laughs> thought in my head And I should have written it down, I apologize But I'm here with the great Tim S. Turner How are you Tim?
1: uh great uh merry christmas to you
0: oh yes yes merry christmas and happy holidays everyone we're um we're uh this this is it, we're we're about halfway not quite halfway through december so we're um yeah we have our tree up and we got our lights up and our decorations and everything how about you
1: uh absolutely uh just got my tree today so uh I'm gonna be decorating it when we're done recording actually
0: yay <laughs> all right and um now and of course you know the rule: no guests on the show are required to get me gifts, but, <laughs> but, and I'll just leave it there. Um, so, uh, so let, let's let's dive right into this. Um, uh, the energy eater, what uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, um, I'm, I'm gonna say that I, I uh, I'm gonna quote the great Norm Macdonald, or sort of <laughs> do a quasi quote. Uh, Happy birthday, Jesus. Hope you like crap. <laughs> um this is to me the the nadir of the series oh. I think this is awful mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it literally is nothing for 50 minutes uh and, and and the ending the big climax of Carl versus our monster is even less than nothing mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I looked up and I was like, oh oh he's in the hospital bed it's over Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, it's 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 weird because uh, th- this one I go back and forth with because I remember previously thinking this one was the stinker in the middle of the series, and while I don't think it's anywhere near the best, I actually think the last ten minutes with the ending aren't so great. But I don't mind the first forty. I the thing and I'll tell you the why I like them because I think they have a lot of great moments with Carl getting into the hospital <clears> when he's <throat> pretending to be Dr. Kolchak, uh, the scenes where he's talking with the nurse, um, uh, him and, um, uh, oh gosh... Uh, William Smith? Uh, William Smith, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, him and William Smith. Um, I think it's, it's funny, I think... It's, it's, it's a weird thing where the... I, I love the concept of this giant, invisible bear in a lake underneath the hospital tearing everything up um and i understand that they couldn't show the bear and i think the image of the eye i really like the image of the eye there's something about that i like and i like um, i like the way he brings in william smith but william smith only cares in so much as there's a lady around so he can't really (laughs) he can't really get, get him all that interested um i i i like um, I like the concept of being in the basement and everything cracking and falling apart. Um, I think the problem the episode has, which unfortunately makes it end poorly, and I think a lot of times with shows like this, if they don't stick the landing, it comes off being possibly worse than it should be. But I think what happens is, and I, I actually really like this, is Carl goes in there, he tells the people crazy stuff is happening and they listen to him. Yeah. They actually listen to him. They clear the hospital and they, they fill it with the um the liquid, liquid nitrogen. nitrogen. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they they fill it with the stuff to freeze it and they're <clears throat> shutting down the hospital and moving. But the problem is that in doing that, they don't give Carl anything to do in the last act. There's yeah, nothing.
1: he he couldn't he, he could have not gone down to that basement yes. and the ending would have been the same.
0: Exactly. That's that's the thing is is the moment the moment everyone says okay Carl we believe you and we believe and not just because William Smith is sitting there and looks like he's going to throw us across the room we believe <laughs> we believe you and we are going I mean but it's cr- pretty crazy right I mean this is a modern day hospital in Chicago and <laughs> there was a, a lake underneath the, um, the hospital that froze and holds a giant invisible Indian bear monster that eats energy <laughs> I mean, that's pretty – that's probably the craziest thing we've had to – I mean, vampires and werewolves sound like nothing compared to that.
1: Yeah, the the thing is, is that – okay, let's say – to me, if they had uh, – let's say uh, uh, Darren McGavin was the same age that he is here in this episode, and we were somehow able to transport him to 2021 mm -hmm. and make a – a Shack movie, right? Yes. And they did this as the movie. It'd probably kick ass because they'd have the effects to back it up. hmm And, um, they can make this, uh, creature, yes. uh, you, you know, you get like, a. um, you know, somebody, you know, like with Guillermo del Toro, like maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his creature shop coming up with the effects of the bear and everything. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And the big reveal when they have all those x-rays and they're putting them together, him and William Smith, are putting them to- up uh, on this, you know, this clothesline kind of thing. And you see that it's a giant eyeball. That's great stuff. Yeah.
0: Because that I just thought that
1: the, was the best part of the episode.
0: That I mean, just the size of it. The yeah. fact, the fact that it's just yeah. No, I, I. Agree. You know what I'm thinking? It, it would have been great too if they had done it a feature. They could have gone into the lake. They could have gone under the building, right. and you could
1: have gone underneath yeah. it to the mm-hmm. water area. Right. I think I think you're right. The, the thing is the.
0: The episode is clearly... They, they've they got a, um, a hallway set that they're using over and over again.
2: Yeah.
0: Somewhere in the Universal lot. I think Columbo's been down that hallway a few times, too. <laughs> yes. and, they, they just, and and the initial bits, like the initial scenes when they go down there, it's like, why is it so warm down here? Why do you have those lights up? What's with the crack in the wall? Are very foreboding. The problem is right. that you know that they're not going to be able to do anything. And... The bigger problem, I, th- I think, is that they write themselves into a corner that just, it's, I mean, if, if they had done something where Carl and maybe like one of the doctors or something had had a huge encounter with it, and that's what made them say, close it down, put the stuff in, and it ended with Carl like in the hospital bed saying, well, they're putting the liquid nitrogen down, you see the tubes and you see it all filling up, and then maybe like as the room fills up with smoke, you see like an image Move through the smoke or something That's how the episode ends That would work But they do it backwards They have Carl yeah. convince them Before we've had a, like a big sighting So so that means When it comes time to close everything down And the, monster, and the bear monster is going to try To um, uh, Kind of try to get out But fail because it's being Frozen back in, into the ground um, Carl shouldn't be there and I, I know, I know they try to pitch it as, "Well, I'm going to get a photo of that," but it's, it's, right. it's, it, it doesn't work. It, it, it doesn't work because um, we and we understand he's a reporter, and I wish it worked, but he's just he, he seems dumb for going down there, and that's not Carl.
1: Right, and and the fact that I, I like the fact that when you see him in the hospital bed, he's got like a. Like a you know sort of burn on oh, his the frost forehead, bite. yeah, like the frostbite. And that's burns, it. Yeah. I'm sorry, he fell completely yes. on his back underneath the fog yes. of the liquid nitrogen. He should be
0: dead. Yes, it's 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 almost it's it's funny because it's like you you see there's like. Um, uh, there's there's a story. Uh, someone's credited for story, and someone's credited for, and that person and someone else are credited for the teleplay. And I'm wondering right. if like the person who wrote the original story had it end with, well, they're closing down the hospital. Carl won, and then David Chase called the other guy and said, "Look, we have to have an ending. That's that's that, that is an <laughs> ending, but we need an actual ending." And that was all they could come up with.
1: I I mean I guess uh, you know. Uh... The whole episode is like a Shaggy Dog story, you know. Yes. With, doesn't have shaggy an end. Bear, yeah. I I, th- I think that, like I said, that reveal of that giant eye is probably one of my favorite moments in the entire series. It, it is because it's so which is like, holy hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, holy crap! How big is this thing? Yes. Yes. And and that's and that's amazing. And I agree with you absolutely that it would have been super cool at the end if they had had Carl going under the hospital to where the lake was. I mean, you can totally see, it writes itself. You can see yes. like the these, these creepy caverns with like you know like the stalactites and stuff like with water dripping, and mm-hmm. it would have been super cool. But they don't have the budget for that. No. And if you've read the great um, Kolchak book that Mark mm-hmm. DeWidziak wrote. Um, he talks about this, that one of the problems that they had with this series at a certain juncture was that they were tightening the budgets. Yes. And yeah. so this one, of course, and then the one um, with the uh, the aliens, uh, which I think was like episode four or something three, like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: three, three. I think, I think three. Episode yeah. three,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was basically, we need monsters you don't have to show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And And it's like, okay, you can you can get away with that if you have a skillful director uh-huh. and uh, you know some some really uh, atmospheric lighting uh-huh. and stuff like that. You you can you can work with that, but when you have a lame non-ending like this, yes. where it, it, it's so sad because like. The way this ends, picture okay, the original movie, The Night Stalker. Mm. Uh, picture at about the, the the halfway mark, Carl goes to uh, you know Sheriff Butcher and uh, you know all the, the the bigwigs and said, "It's a vampire. You got to get out there with these stakes and cross." And they go, "Sounds good, Carl." Yeah, yep. Yep. The Next thing you see, they're like, you know, like they're driving a steak into, you know, and the movie is over at about the forty-minute mark. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean? There's because in in one in one respect, like I said, it's
0: so it's so satisfying to have the people look at Carl and say, "Hey, you're right, something yeah. is going on," but then they, and and that that technically that sort of makes that the dramatic ending, and the rest is just goofing around. You know yeah. I, I really I like the idea now it might have made it all better if the liquid nitrogen was filling that hall and Carl was trying to stay away from it but so tried to catch a picture and you saw like the smoke moving exactly. like in big yeah. shapes in certain directions just it doesn't <clears throat> the moment Carl starts I, I I like the scene where he gets the cameras and he has the two cameras right. with Vincenzo. That's I, I, that's fun. But the moment he enters the hospital and he sneaks in, and you can see that everyone is leaving because it's going to be frozen <laughs> shortly. There's just something about it where it's like, Carl, no, yeah, what are no, you
1: doing?
0: no. Yeah, you you've done this too. You know, you 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 do this if you have to save the day. But the day's already saved. You already did it. And yeah. So, and so it kind of—I think the mix of invisible monster with a true dud of an ending—and um, it's—and it's—it's—it's it's one thing to have a dud of an ending where it's like just a poor action sequence or a mm-hmm. sequence they think is scary but isn't. But it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's another to have like an end. It, you know what it reminded me of? Now this is a movie I haven't seen in a while because Scream Factory put it on a double feature Blu-ray with uh, one of my all-time favorite films, *Rotor*. And I cannot find a damn thing. But the other other film on there is a film called Millennium. Oh, uh uh-huh, yeah. From the late 80s, and I have not seen it in about five years. Chris Christopherson? Yes, it's a time travel movie, and it actually does something, and forgive me, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it does something where, because it's a time travel movie, it's like the climax is... Like a half an hour before the end, and the last half hour is them having to clean up something that happened because of the climax. And so you get to the end of the movie, and everything's cleared up, and everything's satisfied, uh, but it's not satisfying because the ending was a half an hour ago. And you're right. like, well, well, they're gonna, we know they're gonna clean it up, right? Because it just happened, right? So, so, so it's kind of like this: where, okay, Carl saves the day. That's great. So it's over but they still have 10 minutes left.
1: Uh, it's like uh, return of the king it's like we've thrown the oh, ring yes. into mount doom. Now for, you know 30 minutes of people going home.
0: <laughs> yes, exa- ex- exactly. Yeah, I don't think I'm am going to look I'm going to look back at but but the movie millennium does do that where there's there's something big happens that is the climax about t- <coughs> 20 30 minutes before the end, pardon me. And then they have to do something else time y to make sure that something is in place. For the climax that just happened to happen And that's the ending And so when it ends it's kind of like A bunch of people going Okay now we're going to the thing that happened A half an hour ago And in one respect it's a satisfying time travel thing But it's not a great ending for a movie Because the drama ended a half an hour ago
1: Right in real life, it, it, you know, oh that's great, we succeeded, now let's uh, go have a coffee.
0: Yes, exactly. So in, in,
1: in a movie, it's
0: boring. As <laughs> in, a, in a movie, it it just ends. It just ends up. You sit there going, Carl, what are you doing? And 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 the problem is that it doesn't it doesn't come to anything. And it's so so I I will say I guess in the end that I like four fifths of this episode, but boy, the um, last fifth is a little rough
1: yeah i I think theres see there's a lot of stuff in here that I do like, and I think that it it's the fact that that last act is so terrible that it it's frustrating for me i mm-hmm. i I think William Smith is great mm-hmm. and he's one of those few guest stars that actually goes along with Carl and helps him, yes, of course until it doesn't benefit him anymore but, yeah then he's done yeah <laughs> but that the fact that he does he believes in it. And he helps them about three quarters of the way. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a refreshing change. Yes, you know. And I um, like the,
0: the nurse too. I forget her name, but I like the oh nurse uh, Eisen. Is that
1: is that right? Yeah, nurse, nurse Eisen. Eisen yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and boy, is she, is she pretty or what? Holy cow! Yeah.
0: Wow. Beautiful yeah. Woman. She was like, yeah. She. Um, um, she's she's. Uh, I, I was trying to think who she looked like, and I was. Um, uh, I I. Uh, she she's got a bit of the. Um, I forget the actress's name from from, from Soap. Um, she oh, was,
1: right. Yeah, Diana she, Canova?
0: Yes, yeah. She's got a bit of her. Maybe she, maybe she got a little bit of the Paflug, too. <laughs> the
1: Paflug, yeah. A little
0: bit of that, but yeah, she, she's, she's gorgeous, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I almost felt she had almost like – kind of like a mix between her and um, Elise Krieg from Ghost Story um, mm, kind of mm-hmm. – Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the score was great. There was some really like that, yeah. neat computery, you yes. know, kind of stuff. We discussed that in a previous episode. There was one they had that it's like the Gil Malay kind of that. Yeah, it was like a,
0: almost like a violin or a fiddle, but that like a synth kind of thing.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, you know, the there's there's a bunch of really f- great, funny lines in there that I thought were great. Uh, I mean. Um, he Carl goes into the the building at the beginning, and because it's a big press conference that he's having to cover with this building being unveiled, and uh, he says, "Is there anyone important here today?" And the woman says, "No, just a bunch of reporters." <laughs> yeah, <Got that>. which <laughs> I thought was great. Um. <laughs> and, and, oh, and by the way, all the women who work for that company, they're all wearing these bizarre strawberry shortcake outfits. Yes, I'm not sure what <laughs> with the hats. I mean, what in the?
0: Heck? Oh my God! Someone got the wrong order for what <laughs> for what the ladies are meant to dress like. I do, I do like in the beginning that when all the, the 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 doctors are leading the reporters away, the way Carl kind of goes off on his own is he just follows the nurse yeah. into a, into another through another door and yeah, just he walks behind you down yeah.
1: the hall breaking yeah, uh, right behind her. She... She she has a great line. Just a a well performed autopsy is a joy for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean that's that's a great line.
0: I love Mm, that. I thought that was pretty good. Um. And then and then when Carl becomes Doctor Kolchak for a couple minutes, and the way the way they just and he's got his hat over his camera the whole time, so so they can't see it. And everyone's um, Doctor Hartfield, (laughs) would you have a look at this? That's incredible.
1: Oh my yeah, like I miss, Dr. Kolchak. Uh, what take do you think? Is I'll take the feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think this thing,
0: this episode has a couple of my favorite like just moments like that where he's able to get like the moments with the bed pans. Yeah. I love something I love something about the fact that he gets by the security guard by shoving a bunch of bed pans on his head.
1: Yes.
0: there's something about that that's that's um that's uh mm. that seems very Carl
1: Life. Yeah, the the best the, the big the uh, ultimate thing for Carl as far as like a uh, Kolchakisms uh, is when he's looking at the hospital plans uh, on his desk and and uh, Vincenzo's like, "Where'd you get those hospital plans? Oh, I stole them." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so nonchalant about it. Yeah, I just stole them out of the basement. And when
0: uh... <laughs> and, and when 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 William Smith is sitting next to um the nurse Eisen and she's um. And she he and and she's sitting there and she's got her legs crossed and and William Smith is doing exactly what I was doing, looking at her legs. Sorry, everyone. And um, he was more casual about it than I was because you know I'm you know forty years removed or fifty years removed or however long it is. So um but there's there's a great moment where the other lady, Mrs. Like Linear or something. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if that means something, Mrs. Linear, the, mm. the next her neighbor. Um, and she leaves and she can't make toast, so she's gonna have oatmeal. And um, William Smith's getting really close to the nurse, and Carl's just trying to get the information on the macho manito. And um, and there's just a line where it's like, um, uh, do you, the nurse says, "Do you think she'll be all right?" "Oh yeah, uh, oatmeal is very uh, oatmeal is very nutritious. Yeah, and so is cream farina. Can we talk about macho manito for a little bit, please?"
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that William Smith had like two two women at his place, and yes. he was. Uh, he was romance and uh, he had the whole open bar and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I expected there, like the glitter ball to come down like Dudley Moore in foul play. Yes. You know?
0: yes. And <laughs> and you, you could tell too that the final scene when Carl goes to see him the morning when they're doing all the freezing stuff, he's in his robe and you know that he's got a lovely lady in the next room. Oh, and of he's, course. He's being and I was surprised that they didn't, you know, have someone come out there. What happened to the nurse?
1: yeah uh, she just because, sort of vanished
0: because what what there's a weird moment where they all go back into the building and it's clearly nighttime and it's clearly late because um, uh, it's it's dark and there's no one there. And William Smith is talking to her about a restaurant and he says, so you get off work at 11, I'll meet you and we'll go to the restaurant. And I'm thinking, isn't it already like 11? Was she going in for like a half hour shift? And then the weird thing is that when th- – this is the first thought I had, and then I watched it again and I th- thought, no, I think I'm wrong. And that's um, when there's that big sort of the- – the- when the monster attacks the-, the room and they get the x-rays everywhere,
1: um, that's
0: right. the room. That not that the room that the nurse was working in previously? Isn't that the same room?
1: I thought so. Be-
0: yeah, <laughs> I thought so too because there's a moment where the-, the guys leave with the x-rays and then the camera tracks back pans over and you see a woman who looks dead in the rubble and i thought is that the nurse and i was looking at her going, uh i don't think so but why are we looking at her yeah I, they did
1: I, focus in on her
0: and i, I thought but that, that can't be her because if she was in the room the first thing they would have done or at least william smith would have done was look for her and made sure she was okay I mean, they, and Carl knew that that was the room, if she was working, that she'd be working in. So it can't have been her because there's no way, I mean, or, or that is the, the cruelest Carl has been in all the episodes. Yeah. Um, because that, because at the, at you get to the end, you think, where'd the nurse go? And then I thought, was it that woman? No, it can't have been because if they stormed in that room right after the, the bear attacked it and they knew she was working in that room, they would have found out where she was. They they wouldn't have just said Oh, a couple dead bodies, let's grab the x-rays and run No, they would have said Hey, the woman we were just with Who helped us out, where is she? So I don't think it was her But then I don't know why They decided to show us The body
1: Yeah
0: uh, So who knows, who knows But it is weird that she disappears like that Maybe she's meant to be
1: in the room with William Smith uh, I Yeah I- I- Hmm. Well, well- <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, I think overall it's just it's it's a it's a big like I said it's a shaggy dog story that just yeah. totally falls flat. In my out, opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think once you get to those last ten 12 ten twelve minutes, all bets are off. I think uh, who knows who knows who's writing them or what's going on, and they're just making them up as they went along. Um, <laughs> I will say there is um there is one scene that I like because I, I can almost hear. In in, uh, I could almost hear in Carl's um, narrating. I could almost hear like right at the very end. I could almost hear an anger in it. Almost like the first time I watched it during this scene, almost like something he wished he could have prevented. If if possibly he could have got people to help him more, just he had been more on on the ball or something. And that's the woman in the bed who can't move, who gets electrocuted. Right. And first, she should have the nurse button within reach. Okay, don't don't play jokes on the woman who's paralyzed apart from her right hand, and, <laughs> and and leave the nurse button like six inches beyond her hand. She can't get to it. She's paralyzed. But but there's um. But the narration is something like you know you see her sweating because the 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 heat, the AC's all screwed up and the nurse leaves and and Kolchak says something like you know she she stopped now and you know thinking about what was going to become of her life. Unfortunately for her she didn't realize that she didn't have a life or something like that and the way he says it is kind of there's a slight anger to the end of that i i think at least that's what i heard and and then she's killed and it's like oh that's uh that was a that was a rough one and yeah um, i I don't know if carl knew her but uh it's um this macho manito's got to be stopped and how's he getting up to the floors up there is he traveling up the walls
1: or something well, like he's in, since, he's since in the... he travels through electricity, I mean, I guess he just oh, guess so, goes yeah. through the power lines. I guess so.
0: He, <laughs> oh, that's right, because she said he went to like the the the, the high energy things. So I yeah. guess he's his spirits maybe moving through the lines and like diverting off into the the machines, the the, um, the high voltage machines. Okay, okay, I'd buy that. Yeah. So in the end. <laughs> Not a great episode one I enjoyed more this time than I have previously. Maybe it's the blu-ray. maybe there was something about it that that grabbed my attention um, but uh, but unfortunately I think once you hit the 40 minute mark or so eh, eh, I mean once once you you get past the reveal of the giant eye it it doesn't get better.
1: Yeah, I think there. that's the the peak of the episode. Then it kind of just goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's sort of the um, exciting peak of it. The dramatic peak is yes, we'll freeze the hospital, and then the last five or six minutes are where are you going to go from here, and you realize nobody knows where it's going. They're just futzing around until the credits roll. So that's too bad. Uh, anything else on this one?
1: I don't think so. I think I've. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I've. Uh, just beating this thing down, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, <coughs> pardon me too. Where in this festive season can we find you online or anywhere in general?
1: Uh, well, uh, I uh, I co-host Beauty the Beast and the Bees, a podcast on B movies and uh, genre film with Kelly Hogaboom, and uh, we're um, I think right about now we're going to have our double feature episode where we review uh, Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills mm. and um, you know I'm, I'm hoping to have a holiday episode by then but I'm not sure if we're going to make it it might Probably. be late <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> alright well thank you again and next time uh, I think an episode that, that is an improvement Horror in the Heights and so um, I will uh, where are we going next um, I think I think, don't quote me, I think we're going into outer space. Listen to this. Galactica, episode three, Lost Planet of the Gods, part two, directed by Christian I. Nyby second, written by Glen A. Larson and Donald Bellisario, original air date October 1st, 1978, tell your friends, I was, um, f- five, and I, I, I can probably vaguely remember, I bet I was the Hulk or something for Halloween with the, um, you know, what was the, um, what were those? You know the costumes with the plastic masks, and you stick your tongue in the little uh, le- rectangular hole, that would cut your tongue. What were those called? Um, crap, I'll remember it later. Uh, but uh, in, in this one, basically, we follow on from the last one where the gang have go- the gang. They've they've gone into the that that space that um, uh, that void, and they wind up on the planet uh, Cobalt. Uh, and there are a lot of earth-like things on there and Adama and and everyone are walking around um, reading hieroglyphs, going through the pyramids trying to find out uh, Earth's location Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the Cylons also know where they are and things uh, may or may not go well Look out, it's Ben Cooper That's who I was thinking of, the Ben Cooper masks uh, yeah, I wonder if there were ba- There was Cylons. There were Cylons, right? So any- anyway, um, uh, C- Chris and I are here. We're ready to chat about this episode. Um, Here we go. Lost Planet of the Gods Part 2. As I said, this was the third episode that aired. Although if you look it up, this usually comes up as the fifth episode. Don't worry about it. You'll be okay. And I'm here with the great Mr. Chris Bly joining me again. Hello! Hey, Chris, how are you? What's happening? What's happening?
3: Not much, not much. Just uh, getting into the galaxy and trying to have a little less Fark and a little more Gilgraf. So, Gagelfarb,
0: It's been, it's been, been Yarin. <laughs> 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 it's been Yarin since we talked. Oh. So let me um, let me ask you. I'm trying to think of another one of their words, and I can't think of one. So, what did you what did you think of Lost Planet of the Gods Part Two? Was it as good as Part One? Does it make a great uh, 2 parted together? Is it better? What do you think?
3: It makes a good 2 parted together. That's one thing mm-hmm. I can okay. say. It's especially, like, you, you know, when we last left you, left you at uh, part one, I mean, it's just Baltar gives that great thing. Like, they have patrols, don't they? Mm-hmm. Capture one! You know, it's, like, it's like, oh, boy! It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like we kind of have an idea as to what we think might happen, but in uh-huh. this case, it's kind of like, okay, we also don't know who. Because we're kind of thinking, we, yeah. whereas certain, like, is it certain? plants have been seated um we've got ladies uh, getting uh, bat, uh, combat ready uh on the force there i mean we got uh, a lot of things going on there and um and also it's weird because they actually said let's go girls and it's not one of those gals named shania i'm surprised at that so. <laughs> There
0: ain't one ain't one the um <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. i sorry. I interrupted you. Did, did you have more? Or, oh, please no, keep no, going. No. Please go
3: No, and it's like you know we're learning more about the uh, Cobalt, the uh, Cobalt story, of basically. Cobol.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Which you know when they show like the the uh, diorama, it looks like a stick figure version of King's Quest. But um,
2: <laughs> it,
0: it, they do they do that great thing in the episode where um, uh, they go to Egypt for a couple shots of location filming. I mean, it looks like Egypt. I mean, unless it's some huge part of, like, Universal that I've never seen. But they go to Egypt and they, they put, um, I don't know, Lauren Green either lost his toupee and is wearing someone else's, or that ain't Lauren Green. Who's out who's there? <laughs> I think down. it might be
3: a bit of both, <laughs> I think. <you> know? <laughs> and
0: they, they do one of those those fun sort of things where um there's the epic shot of, of uh, what is it, is it Apollo, Lauren Green, and... Um, I forget her character's name because oh, I'm Serena? bad with all- Yes, they're approaching the pyramids. Mm. And they're not meant to be our pyramids. That I don't think so. They're meant to be the Cobalt py- pyramids, which are uh, ancient astronauty another kind of thing, variation. And it, it's great because they do one of those things where as they walk towards the pyramids, it's epic, it's huge. It's like you don't realize how big the, the pyramids are until you, you've been there, and I've never been there. But I've seen this, and I've seen Moonraker. Which yes. has a lot of stuff where they hang around the pyramids, and you like as they're standing there, you're like, wow, uh, even even Jaws looks small.
3: And it was Spy Who Loved Me, I believe, was the, the pyramid. Oh, it was Spy
0: Who Loved Me. I'm sorry, the Spy yes. Who Loved Me. I was thinking Jaws. It, yeah, Jaws Rika was has, in that.
3: Well, yeah, Jaws was it's, it's, it's Jaws uh, fixation right there. Confusion. Yes. That's okay. That's not. it's fine. And remember, this is a pyramid without Dick Clark.
0: Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. This one, this one don't have fun uh, categories involved. It's, I know, Mystery just, Seven, just hidden. <laughs> just just like like hidden passage it's is cuz they approach the um they approach the pyramid and then when they're actually like on the set like with the pyramid the background is sort of like a uh rear projection of the pyramid mm-hmm. But then, as they go, it does that great sci-fi thing, which you see a lot of in like old serials, like '30s and '40s serials, where you'll get like a big establishing shot, and then as they go deeper and deeper in, everything starts to look smaller and and chintzier and more cardboardy, until you get like to the main set they're in, where they keep it all a little the lighting a little low, and it doesn't look as impressive as just three people standing near a giant pyramid. And More close-ups, less I, wide, yeah. Yeah, and it sort of sort of goes in there and then and then, well the way they do it too is Baltar shows up in the pyramid, and so he's he's chewing on all the scenery so much you can't really pay attention to a lot of the other stuff around him. But I think I think um I, I, I do like this episode. Um I it it didn't quite, it didn't quite go where I thought it would go from the first one. I really had no concept that they'd land on this planet, and mm-hmm. all this stuff would happen. That was nice to see, though. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to see more of the gals shooting stuff up.
3: Oh yeah, it was good. well, it's kind of like we were kind of getting a little taste of it. You know, like as we say, yes. like as I say, there's a lot of seeds planted every every mm-hmm. time as I've been as we've been watching the episode. But with this one, I mean, there's a lot of things there. They go goes up. They go Astrodon You know, mm-hmm. modeled after the modeled after the Astrodome, of course. You know, mm-hmm. and, and then
2: they, uh, I'm sorry.
3: No, I'm just I'm just uh, catching some of the things. Here. No, continue.
0: Mm. So, and this does have this does have the lovely um, wedding scene. Ah, oh, yes, which, which I think is really nice with lots and lots of candles and everything. That's really sort of a, a gorgeous uh, scene. A little bit of the, um, I mean, you can't. I, I'm. I'm. Uh, one of the things with Glenn A. Larson shows is he has a tendency to me to sort of like start them off and run away. And yeah. and this one though he really seems to be. Um, thinking thinking stuff through trying to really create this world mm. um, I mean
2: he.
0: he I, I'm trying to think because like, like I said before I didn't watch this when it originally aired so I'm trying to think like as a kid who enjoyed S- Star Wars I certainly would have enjoyed a bunch of this but quite a bit of sort of the religious stuff and the mythological stuff could possibly have just gone woo right by me yeah uh, although i probably wanted them to find a mummy and Abbott and Costello.
3: The <laughs> or just somebody like like oh what's that That somebody throws the, the water in their face you it's like you know, everybody like okay guys wake up when to get one of these look out you last off i i
0: i i i do, i do appreciate. What what he's doing with all the stuff with all of Lauren Green's and his his Lauren Green's um his medallion with uh, uh channeling the powers of the Lords of Cobalt and all the it's stuff the like that
3: the medallion and wisdom that comes yes. with it too it's just like and it's just also too it's the execution of the way Lauren Green says everything even yes. though sometimes you know between his Canadian and his uh, American <laughs> that you know it's kind of like you know sometimes words sound like something else we all that thing about <laughs> trap last time that it sounded like crap but you know, <laughs> yes
0: yes occasionally yeah that's it's, it, yeah. it's, it's 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 interesting because I, I I quite enjoy the episode and I like I like I almost wish they had given just let them do uh, like they did with Buck Rogers and let him do another two hour episode. Yeah. I, I wish they had done this two hours together because I think watching it separately it, it when, when you get that the Baltar moment and then you go to the second part, I think it kind of you have to watch it together. Because and, because I think it drops. I think if you if you watch it separate the um the the verve and the drive drops a bit. Yeah, but at the same it time,
3: it, but you get that. Like I said, from the part one, you get that great cliffhanger from. Mm. From Baltar, I think is to be a great thing. The other thing I also noticed too is that when I'm looking at Lucifer, I keep on thinking, is this the distant cousin of Mr. Robot?o I mean, it's just yes,
0: a... he does have a bit. Of, he does have so a bit. Of... I,
3: I often wonder if Stan Winston had any part of uh, what she, <laughs> the way he did with sticks. I mean, like yeah. years later, but I wonder if he had any kind of involvement. I mean, the other thing I can also note about uh, you know the I think pretty much all the episodes that were uh, uh, that well the next couple ones I would say.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: there, Donald Belisario wrote, which yes, basically, for yes. those who don't know, created uh, Quantum Leap and JAG. So he yeah. certainly has kept himself busy throughout the decades. Mm-hmm. And to see that, you know, Battlestar Galactica is another one of those shows that he kept on his um, uh, filmography or his uh, work is pretty, pretty something, you know, considering the fact that I would say, I think pretty much the first half of the run of the show, you know, had his credit somewhere on
0: there. So, yes. Yeah. And the, um, uh, I, I'm 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 trying to think of whether or not I think the killing of is Serena's character is,
3: oh, and oh, I don't that,
0: I don't think that's a spoiler, mm-hmm. folks. I think no, this is not, Battlestar Galactica. Well, this you is, should you
3: shouldn't is, be listening to this if you haven't watched the episode. Watch the episode first, then yeah, come come and listen to this talk
0: that we've got here. Because so. so, some of the shows we talk about that are rare, I don't like to spoil. But this is oh. Battlestar Galactica, and I'll tell you, Apollo doesn't have a wife. Through <laughs> the rest of the series, that means she gets lost somewhere, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to decide. I mean, it is a it is kind of a big moment when she when she gets when she gets shot. But there's also a bit of a, that feeling of when when she comes to him and says, "I want to get married now," and they get married. Now and you're like, "Oh, that's romantic. I want to be you, a
3: forever you, wingman." Yeah. yeah
0: yes. And, oh, you too? did. Oh, you did that. So when she gets shot a few minutes later, um, now Boxy has uh, father. And uh we're a little more emotionally affected than we were when Apollo was just kind of, you know, your boyfriend. And that that's a I, I actually kinda of wish they I kinda of wish they'd done that in the first half of it. Maybe yeah. earlier like before she went to fly the first time. Which would which would have given that a bit more um oomph.
2: Yeah, Although
0: it's a pretty good sequence anyways. But at the same um,
3: time it's also good to see that had this character gone on and not, you know, been Knocked off uh, within the epic. That I say, like, well, just to think of. I mean, I keep thinking of another series that you know has been current. Um, you know, if uh, Carrie Fisher would have lived to see what they would have done with, because sure. I keep saying there's going to be a fighter layer and it's going to be amazing. And then we lost Carrie Fisher, and I say like, mm-hmm. okay, now we've taken that possibility, but the thought of it, saying like, you know, all this time we've been leading up to this point to get to this point, and it's like. Damn it! You know, it's like it's just, the, and then it's kind of like we got that feeling that happens here, particularly, like I said, you like you can see them getting together. You, you see them getting married with their beautiful capes. And by the way, that's I believe Dorliak that's the guy, same guy who did the um, in the Larson verse, his um, uh, costume person, you know, on that oh, one. Oh wow. Okay. He also did, did, did Buck that. Rogers as well. Um, oh yes. Strangely, so like I said, all roll. It. It's a, I'm surprised that there was not like a Buck Rogers Galactica crossover. But you know what? Yeah. That, to me, was always, like, the big missed opportunity that something could have been. But, you know, then I get the same time. We're not about um, what ifs here, but at the same time, we have part two of this episode. And uh, mm. I could also always think is, like, do you read, Starbuck? Do you read? You know, I keep on hearing that. And I keep on thinking, does Ed Asner pop up and give riff lessons at
2: that time? It's- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I was – I am I, um... – I'm still thinking about the. Forgive me. I'm still thinking back to the death scene. Oh yeah, I,
2: it's I just, crushing. I just
0: had it's because it's it's really rough because she's there and she's her her uh, she's they just got like a sheet over her and her shoulders are exposed and she looks very um, slightly sweaty and like and it's just it's just such a sad scene and then then the scene with um everyone lining the hallways Apollo walks down it, and then Boxy comes down it. and it's a really um it's a Fuck. really it's a really it's a really it's a really it's a heartbreaker of a scene
3: sure and just and, the fact that he goes let's go son son he's a, yeah <laughs>
0: he's, yeah son
3: Boxy yeah. oh Tears you right yes. inside. I'm telling you. Yeah, and then, yeah,
0: and and they give it they give it enough time too. They they don't rush it or anything. It's it's just they everything slows down so you can get this lovely scene. Yeah,
3: and, 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 and yeah, and even after you know, Starbuck makes the sacrifice when he has to make the <coughs> not 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 uh, knocking up the ship. He's like, I'm going to take your command, and he jumps into the ship. He steals the ship, and it's like you got a whole like triple thing going here, and it's like, oh, mm. the three of us are going in. It's like, okay, yes. it's like, what what is that? You have. Not one, not two, but three.
0: Yes, I love that one. The three, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, I always wonder how quickly the ships take off. Because Starbucks seems, I mean, it literally seems to be one of those things where he hops in the elevator and they're like however many floors behind him on the elevator. And he's able to get in the ship and take off before yeah, they it was show just, up.
3: Like I said, well, he, he knows how to escape the situations. Even when they bring it up, yeah. it's like, we have an important mission. Sorry, uh, yeah, I'm going to be over the other side, you know, going into the booth and playing pyramids or something. You know, if you guys, <sighs> you know, don't, don't mind here, you know. Another nice touch that they had on this was that when, uh, just to kind of answer the question of the capture one with uh, Baltar, well, hmm. it's Starbuck who gets captured because he takes the yes. place of Apollo. And then what ends up happens, He has this great moment where this, he has the Cylons in the back there. He pulls out a cigar and he does that match light off a Cylon to light up the cigar. <laughs> great touch! Great yes. touch. I
2: mean,
3: but then again, that is the cool of Dark Benedict again. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, it just you know, it's something just to love about uh, Starbuck in the case like that. And I, I, like I said, the, the green LED computer. I always say I'm always fascinated with computer screens. A lot of times uh-huh. on, on these shows, and this was like oh, yes, this. Always had, yeah. like that green a mm-hmm. pongish kind of thing. Like, it certainly looks like Atari or Intellivision could have had a part of this. Who knows? You know, <laughs> yes, they never yes. made a game of it, too, when you think about it. You know, Atari, Intellivision never got a Galactica game going, which was surprising. But, I digress. But, um, oh. so we get to that point where uh, Starbuck knows about Baltar. And then, mm-hmm. of course, it's like, you know, don't, don't fence me boy you know like he gives the don't fence or antagonize he gives the demand as he's sitting on that high chair now that
0: chair with his arms way way up in the air it's like it's looks it looks like the most uncomfortable like a hell's angel motorcycle you know where they got their arms way way up in the air holding onto the handle it's like guys i know i think that's cool i guess but that looks so uncomfortable and is that comfortable <laughs> does he sit like that all or does he? do you think he just puts his arms up when he turns around to talk
3: well he has I mean, to do his calisthenics Well, yeah, and he has to rotate too you know, he has to he has rotate to, we did not really have to like, rotate it with the perilous leader but you know at the same time we never really got to see true. what a perilous leader looked like although we, we yeah. still do think he's kind of of the, the serpentine nature
0: absurd. yeah, I would, I, yeah, yeah I, would, I would like to think that Baltar like he's got to figure it out like if I do a hundred circles that's a mile so he just keeps it going. Yeah. One, He's got his predominant at that
3: time too. Yes.
0: <laughs> Sir, please. We have a question. 88, 89. Come on, Lucifer. Just give me a minute. I just, <laughs> come on. Just keeping it moving. Just keeping it moving.
3: It's funny. Uh, I looked at one of the dispatch guys on this uh, episode. Uh, mm. Well, first up, the, when they get the lady dispatcher, it seems like most times or each episode, it seems like the hair changes. If you know, <laughs> that, you know, there's always, she's, she's... I'm sorry. There's, there's always a hair change, you know, some mm. kind, you know, but, um and then uh, one of the guys dispatches, I recognize this guy was in a horror movie some time ago uh, called, I believe it was called uh, Silent Madness, I think, in the 80s. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, the 3D I, one. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and it, it has this great, if you know, for anybody who's listening, there's a clip on there that involves this guy, but also um an actor by the name of Sidney Lassick.
0: Oh, he's can, the best, yes.
3: All I'm going to say is play the clip. And see this moment of exquisite acting from Sidney Lassick. <laughs> and that's But the little significance is that, that guy, what the guy that's in it with Sidney Lassick is basically—I guess he's a semi-regular on the show as one of the dispatchers. Oh, one on, of the guys? Yes. Track, oh, uh,
0: yes. I know who you're talking of. Yes. yes, yes, yes.
3: Only in this one, he doesn't have glasses. So, mm-hmm. so.
0: the uh, yeah, Cindy Lassick hes great in Silent Madness. He plays a—he's um, not quite an '80s fat sheriff, but he's a plump sheriff. <laughs> And so he's 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 a lot of fun and he's a lot of fun. Oh, actually, I actually have it on right here. They're they're in Egypt.
2: Ah, three I of them
0: it. are walking towards, and I guess it's Lorne Green. I don't know. He's got his his desert toupee on. Mm. I don't know. I think they call them desert
3: rugs these days. Yes.
0: <laughs> I think there, there's a bit where you see um, them uh, kind of crossing rocks, like jumping from rock to rock, and I think the guy who's oh no, I'm sorry. I think Lorne Green is a little too agile. Right there for my tastes. I feel like after all those years in the Cartwrights, yeah, he, he'd be a little slower
3: on the Ponderosa. Though he, he had to he had to jump up a couple of hurdles in order to get onto that horse. You know, true, so.
0: yeah, yeah.
3: But uh, and then he usually you know, had
0: Michael Landon on the ground and oh, he'd just yeah, bounce we'll, off.
3: We'll, of him. We'll, we'll talk about him in a future episode, which is interesting. <laughs> but but uh, we because I, I have an interesting observation uh, throughout this run of the show oh, yeah. regarding that. But um, little, little teaser for you guys, you know, listening to this, but uh, so.
0: I, and now, now i'll ask what what did you what did you think because cause this is this is one of those things that as a kid always used to drive me up the wall um and it kind of does here too that thing where um did did you think oh janet johnson oh sorry i was just my mind was wandering because um, all the lady uh fighters are, are up there right now and my favorite of them is right there and i'm waving to her she's not oh, looking man. at me uh, she's not looking at me mm. um she um oh I'm sorry he what was what was I talking about oh yes okay the so one of the thi- <laughs> no, I, I meant to be talking about when they go in the in the vaults the there vaults, under yes. the ground and they're opening everything up and they're discovering all this stuff and they do that thing that as a kid always used to drive me nuts and it still drives me nuts today, which is that thing where, oh, my gosh, we found it. Here it is. Everything's falling apart. I can't get the. It's gone forever. And it's like, that drives me up the wall. Oh, no, you made it bad. Oh but, no. but it's like, what it's like he, they, they, they're traveling the, the universe. They happen to stumble across an invisible void. Mm. The planet they're looking for, one of them, is on the other end of the void, hidden in a pyramid underground, is this information they need, which they immediately lose. <laughs> how, how much crap do they come across that, that never go you know that like never goes away? You know, that like, oh I can't you know, I can't this, this information, we've we've had this info that, that's no use forever, you know, like I can't you know, like this um I know these old socks, I can't get rid of them, you know, stuff like that. But and yet this information when they're right there, it it's gone before they can sort of do anything with it. Oh but
3: that that damn it, you like, and here, the other thing that the setup there was was almost like Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the medallion yes. kind of plays key here. Yes, you know, so the said,
0: light, and it almost does like a um, it does like a fun visual effect, um, mm. like the the sort of rectangle thingy, or is a triangle? I forget what shape it was around the room. I thought, mm. hey, that's a fun effect.
3: Mm. And it's funny because we finally realized that Colicos uh, uh, when he when they find him. By the way, they find uh, Baltar on the planet. Somehow he got there. Quicker than we expected. That's another thing. Speaking yes. so of like the Starbucks uh, speed uh, agility, yeah. uh, t- you know, Somehow Baltar happens to be in. Now we realize with the light on, he wears green. And I said it's funny because <laughs> because I said he traded in his toga for uh, for uh, St. Patrick's Day or something like that. You know, <laughs> but it's, but he is like the black and green warrior now. As we as, mm-hmm. as we see the other guys are black and gold and mm-hmm. um, silver, and the chasing red light for the Cylons. They were, and then of course you have. Basically, they're like black, brown, and beige because the beige is kind of like for the fighter pilots. Even the ladies, they happen to go into... And
0: that's a site too. Yeah, just just a, Yes, a, that's a, some very nice ladies in beige. Very much. Yeah,
3: she, yeah, as, as we
0: often. like to call the Larson, the Larson lovelies. Yes. <laughs> the the Larson
3: lovelies. If Woo-hoo. there's a
0: variety show, they'd all be leaping into a pool, sort mm. of Busby Berkeley style. <laughs> and
3: then bumping into to the Brady bunch. There you go. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Uh Peter would fall in the pool again. Oh, Peter, come on. Um I do like how they um uh as much as Baltar tries they're never convinced as much as he as much as he is all the blather when he's in the tomb with them and he's just going on and on they're never convinced they they know he's a jackass and oh come on just, i'm
3: on your side give me to it you know, <laughs> that's Actually, funny just because they're both kind of like the english accent you know kind of like thing going there like they're trying to do it like yeah. proper like, i guess it's the shakespearean in them Mm-hmm. Say, I am going to this. I am going to that. Like high, low, high, low, high. It's like it's.
0: It's a, it's, that, it's that. Yeah, it's that sci-fi thing where if you're meant, to, if you're older in sci-fi, you're meant to be more um, on the important end of something in sci-fi. You speak more Shakespearean it's, than Dirk Benedict does. You speak like this, and it's pension. proud and you're loud.
3: Parameter uh-huh. contaminator. Yes, exactly. The
0: Lords of Cobalt with their strange um, torches flashlight things
3: but they had the greatest sum sum up of uh, Baltar there in one line tug of an angel soul of a serpent it's like it's like perfect <laughs> that, that's like yes. the perfect sum up right there thank you it was
0: yes uh, so um, let's see what else do you have on this one I'm going to do my, I'm going to scan my notes
3: mm. yeah I always hear the 13 tribe I, I never know if the, the, the name of them is Fakawi but you know it's like what <laughs> <laughs> a
0: gawie yeah I think I think uh, they're they're one of my favorite tribes actually I haven't thought about them in a while I hope that's who they're looking for mm. somewhere on earth you can only guess where they might be
3: yeah it's like it's like this and the, the beauty part is like with Starbuck you know each going, like, oh Starbuck you're okay it's like it's almost like the Beatles have caught gone God gone crazy right there with yes this. so it's so the, and then you know they have like the standoff at the tomb you know and then it's like this um was it it's also too when that light gets on it's like that triangle like for some reason these shows had obsession with triangles you know you had a green one on buck rogers but here you had a blue one Uh, so
0: okay bermuda triangle do you think is that is that
3: i kept on thinking that that there could have been a a one where they wanted to like well that's something we could call the void in space there you know it's kind of like the space version of the bermuda triangle Triangle. i won't say the mutara nebula that's a whole different story altogether Mm. you know for you trekkers out there you know but um...
0: (laughs) is is have you ever been in the bermuda triangle
3: I have not. No, I
0: I, I haven't. I,
3: I didn't do the Universal Airport 77 ride. No.
0: Oh, Excellent, that would so. have been fantastic. Yeah, it's like yeah,
3: oh. yeah travel the be, Bermuda Triangle, be underwater, be around Nova. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, it's pretty something. Yeah. And it's and it's great because they have a great capper when they are getting up there. It's like you haven't heard the last of Bonta. <laughs> yes. Colin yes he... With the with the, the, the save, as I like to call it, there. So.
0: Yes, he he goes he goes into the uh, third person right at the end. You could you could tell that's when he's really getting worried, when he goes third person on you. Ooh, when he gets, when he's second person, you're okay, but when he goes third person, ah shit. Yeah, and he's it, he's in trouble.
3: And getting back to Serena's uh, past, he said she gets off with one Cylon blast. It's like one one yeah. shot gun. It's like oh geez, it's that quick. Is it doesn't. Yeah, it would have been somebody like, you know, about to take the bullet and, you know, she kind of like walks in place of it. There was just like a one.
0: It just, it's just out of nowhere. And, and it hits, I, if, if they'd done it today, yeah, it would have been, she was either saving someone or they would have had it like it would have been a slow-mo. Mm. Sort of thing where she would have no. been like, you would have heard something and she would have gone to fire, pshw, whoa, and her body kind of would have jerked and and lit up with the with the flash and Apollo would have yelled Serena and, and all in slow mo until maybe that point of slow mo when it starts to get a little silly when people are talking and they and they look weird but I yeah but but in this is just it literally is just like if you look away for a second Serena has been shot and is dying.
3: And it's one, it's funny because on this on one of these planets there's a tank that kind of like travels on there, and I keep thinking I said are they confusing the, this world with Damnation Alley? I mean it's like we got like the <laughs> like the future tank that's going to survive yes.
0: everything you know so yeah. it's yeah. it's always killing guess, me on that. I guess if battle Star, if the battle circle is traveling our whole universe, it'll hit everything. It'll hit um you know Eternia. Yeah, and and, and be meet up with the He Man soon. Yeah. You know, I think
3: eventually it will become Damnation Alley. It's like it's, it's, yes, like, exactly. it's, it's like the At tank the survives everything. Tank girl or,
0: or Damnation? Yes, yes.
3: So it's one of those, and it's like they go deeper in the expedition than the Goonies do. You know, if you think about that. <laughs> yes. you know? yeah.
0: yeah, and I just thought, how does Baltar? Belt, I mean, they 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 go through several like. Well, now we're going over here. Now we're doing this. Now we're doing this tricky thing. Ah, now we're deep in the cavern of welcome, Lauren Green. <laughs> How did you get in here? The Cylons don't, just, don't. Why well, would the Cylons? It
3: was, it was we found out that that area that they they were uh, captured Starbuck is actually on there, and it's not this other <laughs> ship. They're so like, okay, that makes sense. It's just in this other room. Now can we get oh, Lucifer yeah. at the same time? If we can get two birds <laughs> with great. one stone, going on over here.
0: Well, if you were, if you had gone around the back, there was an exit that someone left propped open. <laughs> If I, don't know, gonna happened, I don't know. Someone was going to sneak in. I don't. Yeah. Oh, Baltar. You know, he's trying. He really is trying. I mean, and Lucifer's. Um, you're going to hand them the twig of hope. You know, or whatever. And yes, I am. Oh I come see, on, he Baltar. Get,
3: he gets a shot on the high chair too. At one point, yeah, you he know?
0: does. He does. I, I'm dying to know how they get up there.
3: Yeah, it's just, it's just. I don't know if there's an Levitating elevator. There's, or, or, yeah. or, ladder you know it's like a something you know it's a beam it's a, there's got to be something you know it's this,
0: maybe yeah I'm I mean I, I would think it's so huge maybe there's a, a an elevator within it or something mm-hmm. that that kind of appears right near the chair like a little just circle opens up and you boop, and then you sit in the chair
3: yeah, it's, it's it would be like one of those things where you like you know when you go to somebody's house and they have that special thing on the downstairs kind of thing you know it's
0: oh yeah yeah it, or because I'm, I imagine right now like Baltar bringing some of the ladies up there oh and, sure like Luc- Lucifer hearing like. I don't know thirty eight special playing and hmm. and Lucifer goes in there and they're like five gals in bikinis dancing on the edge of it and Baltar's in the chair with his arms up and everything. Yeah. Sir, please, no, they're gonna they're gonna fall. Don't do that, please.
3: And it gets me because when they they, they get married, they said like, okay, now you are sealed. I'm like sealed, but are you stamped at the same time? So that way we could kind of send them out to kind of like be delivered as be. a husband and wife. There you go. Know, so it's mm-hmm. like, and then when he goes like, it's a star, it's a star. They have this big discovery there. It's a star, it's a star. It's like, and um, as Lord Green is seeing this, I, the way that he's executing this line, I'm thinking he's about to say, like, believe it or not. Or it's not. Like, <laughs> he's going in Jack Polans territory. Oh, I'll tell you.
0: He's channeling a little Jack. Yeah. Well, well we all do sometime. Well, we like? Yeah. When I
3: think Larson is starting his shows, I think he likes to throw a little Jack in there. You know, it's like <clears> a... <throat> as he did with Buck Rogers. It's like it's like we we throw this in there, say like you know we couldn't get Jack Palance, so we we got to deal with this this area there. So it's.
0: <laughs> I c- can I just say Jack Palance in the Buck Rogers that two hour one oh. where he's got the shiny the, the 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 you know that killer hands? That's a great one. <laughs> That's oh, oh, a lot of you fun. You got
3: b- both him and I believe Roddy McDowell in that episode too. Yes, yes, yeah sure.
0: yep, so, yep.
3: uh, The classics, yes. The yes, Larson yes. verse, as we we the speak. The Larson
0: verse. <laughs> so, so, do do you have anything else on this one? I, I'm actually, I think I'm all out.
3: I'm I'm pretty much all out, but like I said, it just it just pretty much gives us like the the for next uh, you know say like okay we're prepping Boxy for the, to be the young warrior. And then, of course, we get that, that last part uh, that we usually get. You know, when it's just, that's planets that we're itching to get to called Earth. You know, Earth. It's, it always ends the same. And the funny thing is that I like to think of it is that that's what's called Galactical Last Call. <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> that's, once that's... they start talking about Earth, it's like at the bar, okay, guys, last call. we gotta we got to gotta close up shop before the next adventure here.
0: Because so the way some of them work is you get sort of a final shot of everyone, and then it cuts to the ships there's a pause and then he starts talking but at least one of them it cuts to the ships as sort of the scene is ending or something else is happening then there's a pause and then he starts talking yeah. so we you get this little those, you those get this moment falling,
3: we don't see one of those ships falling at any time going like, No. Whoop.
0: Oh look,
3: <laughs> to be continued.
0: It's like... Dude, oh, that, that 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 would have been like if if they'd done like a second or third season, that would have been something like where they cut to that, and when he starts talking, you think everything's fine. Then maybe all of a sudden, like the Cylons flying and start shooting at everything, and this is to be continued. And you're at the point when it's supposed to be like Captain's log, and everything is safe.
3: And it was quite a recovery all, all a that these guys. It was quite a recovery that these guys had from that flu that they ended up getting over at that other. They
0: turned out okay. They yeah, it was something great happened. Chicken yeah, soup. It,
3: well, yeah, it was some. It was some kind of like you know, like they, it, it. wasn't two weeks that they did in that tomb there. So obviously, I mean, so it wasn't as yeah. timely as I thought it was going to be in the cryogenic uh, chamber mm. there. But that's the way that happened. But you know, they all got to be fine, including Lieutenant Green Bean, of course, played by yeah. the eternally great Ed Begley Jr.
0: Yes, yes, and um, yeah, everything in the end, everyone turns out. Okay. Everyone is okay, except of course for the dead yes. wife. <laughs> She's, she's, you know, you know, and, jolly was, and Jolly was Jolly. There he goes. Jolly, jolly, yeah. And he was. And they were. They were kicking some ass. So, I, I, you know, I wish I could say there would be more um, of the gals oh, taking right. over the fighters in the show, but I, I can't think of any of them doing it off the top of my head. But maybe they will later.
3: Well, they they had one named Bree. It's like, oh, you did it, Bree. You did it, Bree. Yes, yes, yes. We had we had some of them there, and I think one was called Denitri or something like. Or, uh, Denitra, I think. Right. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds it was something. It was something along those lines, and I was like saying, like, oh, maybe they're thinking of like Anitra Ford from uh, The Price Is Right, there. You know?
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: Which kind yeah. of was like a little tip of the hat, saying, like, oh yeah, they're they're at that other studio over there at that other network. But, you know, it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I don't think Larson ever. I don't think Larson ever got a shot onto a show on a CBS. Now that I think of it, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously he had NBC and he had ABC, mm-hmm. but you know, I, CBS doesn't ring a bell with me. You know, in terms of any of what we like to call the Larson verse out of this. you know.
0: After the, I'd have to look. I, I don't remember. I don't think so. That's hey, it. Re- research so. for another time. Yeah. But it's just that's for next time. Next time, everyone. So I, I guess let's um. I guess you, you let's wrap this one up then. Um, yeah. Lost the the first big two parter. will have several big two parters throughout the series. And um, I guess, Chris, uh, uh, where can we find you online, or what are you up to? What, what's happening? What's going on?
3: Uh, well, uh, there's First View, which happens to be my movie a day uh, review uh, thing. Um, you can find me on Facebook uh, under Facebook.com slash Captain Bly. Uh, and uh, I always uh, have uh, something. There's always, I like to say, I'm, et- I'm an eternal work in progress, and I've always got mm. something going on. And um, you can come find me over there, add me, and um, tell get a reference to uh, uh, it, um, that you heard this on um uh, eventually super train uh, uh, during the Galactica things and I'll know exactly where you heard it where you got got the contact from so get familiar
2: mm.
0: thank you again sir and next time I forgot the Lost Warrior I believe is next time I, I don't we got, we've got to, this we the Lost, lost ourselves,
3: and in the midst of all that will be the Lost Warrior, lost Warrior. that is our next episode as we battle towards Earth here uh, th- on Galactica
0: Dun-dun! and next up this. Search, episode 19, The Matson Papers, directed by William Wyard. Uh, story by Don Ballack and teleplay by S.S. Schweitzer and Don Ballack. Uh, Tony Franciosi as Bianco. February 28, 1973, in a little under three months from that point, I will be born. Isn't that awesome? So I was, I was ready to go. Maybe my parents were watching this, and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. That's why I enjoy the show so much. But this one, a guy... Uh, uh, Bianco was sent to find a gentleman played by Terry Carter, who is Colonel Teague from uh, Battlestar Galactica, who is um, uh, an ex-basketball player and he's an executive at some sort of corporation. um, And he's uncovered the the Mattson paper, these papers that uh, gangsters are after and executives are after and all sorts of things. And he is, I think he's sent to, if I remember correctly, Texas and this is sort of one of those episodes that like Cannon used to get a lot well I think we mentioned it in there like where um, he's sent to a sort of a small town where um, everyone knows everyone else and who are you boy coming into our town kind of thing and he has to, try to, he has to find this guy he has to get the papers and try to save his life uh, Mitchell is here and Mitchell is well, well let, let, let Mitchell tell you where he is if you remember the last few episodes things are fun listen to this The Matson Papers, episode 19, we're getting near the end, we only have four more after this one, and um, hey, happy uh, mid-December, everybody, how you doing? Um, Happy whatever it is you celebrate, I hope you're having a good time, I hope the uh, season is treating you nicely, and I'm here with a a gentleman I call Mr. Nicely. (laughs) Mitchell Hadley, <laughs> Mitchell, how are you?
4: Very nicely, thank you. <laughs> He's the niceliest. <laughs> how about you,
0: Dan? Doing okay. Doing okay. This is my <clears throat> my favorite time of the year is is basically a few weeks before Halloween to right after Christmas. So mid mid December is um, is a very uh, peppy time of the year for me. I like I like me. I like everyone. Well, mostly everyone, you know. And I, I just like. Um, I'd like this time of year. How about? Oh, you. I'm sorry. You're in the. You're in the house. How? How's yes. it, You've been there for like three weeks yes. now. Or?
4: Yes, first Christmas uh, coming up here in Yay. the new house, and uh, you know we still don't have the house the way it will look, but we have yes. the tree and all the decorations oh, up, wonderful. and you know Bing is on uh, the uh, um, stereo back here, and got nice. the uh, the stockings hung by the. Uh, fire with care and some nice, hot cocoa nice. and uh it um it, uh, well what can you say you will love it <laughs> this is my this is the most wonderful time of the year i love this time. uh
0: yeah agreed um and i was gonna I was just gonna ask I know you you guys or at least at least when when I used to talk to you, when de burber would be uh, you and your wife had sort of very very scheduled um times when you would watch shows and things yes. like seventy seven censorship are you are you guys have you guys did you did you lose that for a few weeks when you were moving is it back up to is it's, it back up to speed
4: yet, well we're on our the our Christmas hiatus now with oh, the, gotcha. with 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 a few exceptions um we're watching mostly christmas uh movies and oh, episodes sure. of uh christmas variety shows a lot more than oh, regular episodes like the rather although the christmas episodes of the jack benny show are hilarious are wonderful they yeah. are
0: but radio and tv yes, yeah, they're, they're, well, yes.
4: but uh, you know the, the the odd youtube finds like the uh, jimmy dean christmas specials from when he oh. was on regularly or um the uh the Gary Moore Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Ernie Ford. Oh nice. And then yeah. some of the some of the great uh dramas that they used to show around mm-hmm. that time of the year. Uh back when you when you had not just a Christmas Carol, but there were other Christmas dramas. Rod Serling's drama, yes. a Carol for another Christmas. Oh yes, yes, yes. And uh and sure. Episodes like that. So, oh, but we do uh, we do fit in our other uh, series every once in a while. Some of them are, mm-hmm. have stopped now, and we have where we we will replace them after the first of the year. But uh, oh,
0: what do you do? You have one? Can can you throw out one that stopped and is getting replaced?
4: Yes, um, the Roaring Twenties. Oh, interesting. Which okay. is of course right in that uh, Warner Brothers uh, family, uh-huh. and uh, that one came to the end of the line. Stony Burke. The uh oh, wow. the cowboy the modern day cowboy rodeo rider series with Jack Lord. Oh, how was that? That you know, it was very good. Um uh-huh. it it is like so many, particularly ABC shows of the era in that it's part anthology because okay. the, the yeah. focus is on the guest stars as much as it is on Stoney. And there are several episodes that would not have been out of place on a on a show like The Fugitive, where Stoney finds himself <laughs> I, dealing with somebody who, who may have an alcohol problem or a domestic oh, problem, sure. yeah. things yeah. like that. So but it uh, it uh, Warren Oates was one of the uh, oh. supporting cast uh-huh. um Bob Dowdell people might remember as Chip Morton on uh, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea mm-hmm. and uh, it was it, it was a it was a solid show I think it was it was too bad that uh, Bruce Dern he's in the oh, first 17 wow. episodes of it so it's fun to see oh, these it. cowboy character actors mm-hmm. doing their um thing on an actual TV series about Cowboys, I think it would have been nice to give it another season. But it, you know yeah. you know who um, the producer of that was?
0: You know, I wish I, I wish I did.
4: What year was that? 1962. 62-63, oh, I think. Yes.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, his next, his next Roy series, Huggins. I don't his, know.
4: His next series was The Outer Limits.
0: Oh, Leslie Stevens! Yes, exactly. What? Shut up!
4: <laughs> Shut up! And you can hear a lot wow. of uh, music cues from The Outer Limits in this show, too. <laughs> wow, so I nice little bit of tie-in to what we're talking about tonight, don't you think?
0: It, it yes, fantastic. I mean, one of my favorite books over the past year has been, um, and I forget if I mentioned it on here, but Harry and Wally's favorite TV shows.
4: Oh, yes.
0: And I, I've had, and that's just been a book I've been flipping through constantly because I really, I. I like their reviews I think they're sharp reviews and they're they're good reviews and that's one of those that's one of those shows that when I would flip through I would see that Stony Burke. Hmm, interesting but then keep flipping mm-hmm. you yep. know because there's so many in there you know it's like you see stuff like a uh, flipping through and like you know uh, what was it the other day I saw what the show Khan from the 70s yes which was like is I, I want to say it's um the guy who played um, wolf, was it wolf yep. fat yes mm-hmm. as a detective you know, it's like, you read these great things. Do you, you, I'm sure you have that book.
4: I I don't know if I have that specific one. I think I mm. do, but I have one of theirs, and I think mm. that's the one. It kind of reads like the television encyclopedia. But it's, it's
0: yeah, it's it's like four star ratings. Yes,
4: yes, and yes, and it's opinionated. It's, a joy. it's not just neutral. They tell you what they think about these shows. Yes, yes, I and, do and, have that one.
0: Yes, that's, that's a joy, and I'll recommend. I don't know. I'm sure you have this one too, but their other book, Watching
4: T V. You know, that one I don't have, although I've seen it.
0: I would recommend it. I have it I have it right here. Eight decades of network television. And it goes from like... Let me just lean over. This is a little tangent, folks. It's Christmas time. Give us a second. <laughs> don't move. <laughs> Nobody move. Nobody move! Oh. I got this earlier in the year, and it's huge. It's a uh, third edition. It's 550 pages long, big columns, and it begins in... Uh, the 1944-1945 season.
4: That's something. Is,
0: and it goes up to
4: 2014-2015. I'm going to have to get that.
0: I would recommend it's it's not it's 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 put up by a, a Syracuse University Press, so it's a little so slightly pricier than your your average book of this sort. But it wasn't. I mean, the moment you see what it is, you'll be like, you need this.
4: Mm-hmm. It's an essential part of any television think, fans library. Maybe. I th- I think so.
0: It's, mm-hmm. it's it's very good. It's very well written. It's got a nice flow, and there's a lot of lot of great stuff. I, I think you get that for the history, and then you get the Harry and Wally's favorite TV shows and have fun.
4: Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that.
0: So so do you have the replacement shows for Roaring Twenties in and S- and Brook?
4: Well, I'm. Toying, Brook? I'm. We've got we've got. Uh, if we're going to keep a theme going, I'm thinking about a possibly Hawaiian Eye. To take the place oh, of yeah, the Roaring
0: Twenties, yeah. I, I did enjoy like I, uh, when that was on Warner Archive. Incident, I watched mm-hmm. probably about thirty episodes of that, and I quite enjoyed that.
4: We've got both Hawaii and I and Surfside Six, so I'm oh, leaning toward Hawaii and I right now for that one, and um, I'm not sure about the other one. Oh, and, and um, uh, Wild Wild West has come to an end as oh, well. Fun.
0: So, oh, that's great. So I'm I, thinking Twilight Zone.
4: I think I oh, may nice. substitute for part that's of that, but I need fun. to find something else. Wild Wild West was one of those series that ran for four seasons, four complete uh-huh. seasons. And I can honestly say that there, to me at least, there's no drop off in quality from the beginning to the end. Okay, yes. the, the only thing you might notice, and it helps if you again are aware of some of the background that that Wild Wild West was caught in, if you forgive the term, the crossfire, after the assassinations of Martin Luther King and Robert F. Kennedy. And West was one of the more violent shows on television, and it became the sacrificial lamb that CBS offered, because although its ratings were trending downward, it was still easily popular enough that it could have gone the fifth season. So if you look at it in that light, you may notice that some of the villains that would have been killed – At the beginning of the series, are taken prisoner Uh at the end.
0: Okay, yeah.
4: But otherwise, there is um, no drop-off in quality. There is a a strange interlude in the fourth season after Ross Martin had a heart attack, when he is replaced for I think seven episodes by guest stars. Uh But in the order that they're presented on disc, they are not. Consecutive, so you'll have uh, an episode. Oh, got it. Yeah, you'll okay. have an episode where where uh, Charles Aidman plays his replacement for a couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden Artemis is back, and then Aidman is back again for another couple of episodes, and he <laughs> oh, okay. it's still because Artemis is back in Washington. Mm-hmm. So if you if you had been able to watch them in order, you would you know John Daner was one of them. Yeah, uh, Alan Hale was one of them why <laughs> and, and mind you as good as i have ever seen him acting in anything wow. in this um, he brought some unexpected gravitas to the role as well mm. as his skipper persona wow. but i think uh, you know it, it's a, it's too bad that he couldn't that ross martin couldn't do the entire final season because i really like yeah. him but it's a good oh, show yeah. yeah
0: i think i I, I, I Wild Wild West was one of those shows that I've almost picked up the DVDs for those so many times but for some reason I haven't and cuz I that was one of my favorite one of the few when I was a kid hour long TV shows mm-hmm. I could watch I had trouble with hour long TV shows until I was 38 no I no um it was earlier than that um uh but um uh but when I was a kid for some reason Wild Wild West aired um on Saturdays at like 4 p.m. or 5 p.m.
4: Yes, mm-hmm.
0: and it was just it was always, it was always it was always so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I love I love whenever they went to the commercials and the cartoons come up in the house and the and the images and everything. Those, I just yes. thought it was so clever. Yeah. And I that's that's one of the well I may, I may look into it now. I may. Every year I treat myself to a little Christmas uh, fun. Last year I treated myself to uh, Take a Good Look, ah, the Ernie Kovacs yes. show.
4: That's a terrific is, one, too.
0: That is so good. That is, <laughs> that is so much fun. Uh, this year I might treat. see if Wild Wild West is still available.
4: Well, the, 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 the transfers are really sharp, and mm. the first season has introductions by Robert Conrad.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was just like watch him fight. I know he did all his own stunts and stuff, right? He
4: did, and he is. Um, it, it's obvious in this that yeah. he's doing them too, because of the uh, camera angles. And um, yes. you can't help but be impressed by that. And if you're yeah. if you're a Conrad fan already, you're going to love this. If you yes. haven't been such a big fan of his, then I think you're going to come out of this with a lot more respect for him than you oh, had before. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you only know him from Battle of the Network Stars, when he's a bit of a jerk, uh, you, you like <laughs> uh, but, but but he's he's very competitive. That that's what yes. it is, though. That that's and it's not it's not a jerk
4: per se. As he himself admitted freely, um, the show needed Ross Martin to kind of soften him and humanize yes. him, in, in the same yes. way that uh, David McCollum does for Robert Vaughn. In of course, Open.
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you can see that, like at the beginning of Man from Uncle, when uh, he isn't in it as much. Yeah, and it's 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 featured Robert uh, Vaughn Vaughn Moore, um, especially like wasn't the um, like the pilot was named Solo or yep. something like that, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I remember, that was another thing that was on Warner Archive. Incident. I watched the first season of that before it went down. So let's talk
2: about Surge. <laughs> yes. Um
0: uh, Well, we it's it's Christmas time, so I I, um, I I'm going to allow that tangent. I'm going to allow that. Um, Matson papers. What did you think of this one? It's another Bianco. Another Bianco. And when was the last time we saw Lockwood? Did he get fired?
4: I'm beginning to wonder where he is.
0: <laughs> yeah? Yes, it's been three episodes.
4: I know they're out of out of sync here. Well, this one this one is totally up Bianco's alley because it has to do with organized crime, and they did establish early in the series that that was his. Specialty within the probe unit that was working with organized crime or against organized crime, and so this is uh, this is right up his alley, and he is um, he he is good in this again. You've got um, another. I think this is the third episode in a row that we've talked about where you have an actor who generally plays the bad guy and who is being targeted is the bad guy and you have to decide whether this is going to be one of those cases where they pull a surprise on you or if it's just yes. too predictable that's Cameron Mitchell no Yay, worries, Cam. <laughs> who plays um the chief of police of this uh, smaller town where the action is taking place and of course we know that all small towns are sinister, and yes. um,
0: we've seen we've seen episodes of Canon. We know how yep, it works.
4: Yep, exactly, exactly. Cannon, <laughs> I think Canon had a whole
0: season <laughs> devoted to him going out of L.A. into towns like this.
4: But I, um, you know, it starts off with a bang, gives you a really good um, premise.
0: Yes, yeah, nice hope. Yeah, yep. nice
4: and yeah. um, he just kind of gets into it, and he's going to to follow this to the end. Is, uh, I love this scene early on because Terry Carter, Holly Matson, is is um, going to be a witness for the government. Mm-hmm. And so John Kerr, who you'd recognize, he was in lots of TV over the years, is playing a senator who comes to, <clears throat> to, to probe and asks them to find out where Hawley is and where's the information that he's got and the natural question that Bianco has is well you know you're part of the government. Why don't you have your own people do it? Yes. And he, he explains about with all of the red tape and all of the things that they'd have to go through, it it would take too long, and it would be too late, and it would just be a mess, and it's easier to come to the private sector and get the yes. job done that way. And it's – um. It's it's not played for laughs. It's not sarcastic or anything, but it's kind of where you sit there and you listen to it, and when he's done, you nod your head and you say, yep, that's the truth. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I guess especially <laughs>
0: at that time, circa 1973, you get a lot of people going. Real, I mean, you get that now, but but at that time it would have been, yep, 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 yep.
4: Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's got... It's got a really good cast in here. You have the great Nancy Wilson, the singer, playing a singer, but she she also has a pivotal, pivotal, dramatic, uh, or pivotal, I don't... uh, Pivotable. But, yeah, yeah, I have a little uh, holiday cheer here. The... uh, (laughs) I will. Our yeah, will. She's, she's a fine dramatic actress and does yes. a nice job in this, uh, in the situations she's in. You've got Tim O'Connor, who is, um, often plays not necessarily a bad guy, but often a weak man. And so you have to decide in this one whether he's being weak or evil or none of the above. And yeah. so Bianco's got a cast of characters from which to choose to get to the bottom of what happened to um, Holly Matson and what happened to the Matson papers.
0: I like the episode too. I like it more than the last one. This one does have uh, its its red herrings. But it isn't as red herring based as the previous one, and there's a lot of little twists because it does have a moment near the end where you you go in one direction, and then when you get to the actual like main bad guy in the end, you're like, oh, okay, and uh, but but this, this 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 um I think this works a little better than that, um, and I like the uh, I, it it does have that 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 thing where it's like going down to traverse texas well we don't like your kind in our town we're a good town and we don't like your cleanest sort of, town like, in oh,
4: texas isn't it yes cleanest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's that oh gosh okay i don't know i don't know what that means i yeah they uh,
4: yeah i lived um, in texas for four years and i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know you know what I, I've been in Texas um, and when I was a baby um, I, uh, my, my dad was in Vietnam with a guy who grew up on the Mexico- Texas border and so when I was a baby my, my parents drove down there and we lived there for like six months right on the border oh. and um, and uh, I have no remembrance of it but I have pictures of baby Dan. <laughs> Like, and it's like, where am I there? We're in Mexico. And I'm like, am I? Oh, wow. I've spent a lot of time in Mexico. I'm not too far from it now. But it's like, oh, interesting. And I've spent a lot of time in Texas. I didn't realize that. Um, I'm glad I mixed, missed that uh, Chainsaw Massacre.
4: Which yes, that was that a, a, an unfortunate incident that, that we would, prefer not to talk about. <laughs> that would have <laughs> been <laughs> a little rough.
0: Um, but overall, I, th- I think it's a, it's a good episode. I, I like the... Um, uh, sort of um, bringing in the uh, the the cops who keep showing up and beating people up, which is something you'd see in canon every few mm-hmm. weeks but but it's kind of fun to have it here mixed with like these big corporate guys doing their things and that one bit with uh Kleinschmidt like walking with like three other guys, and he's like, well i don't care what the computer said. I want you to stay there all night, and I want you to run the, run those reports until you get some better results yeah and I thought that's the that, that's the perfect kind of boss thing. You know, it's like, hey, you know, I did this, Um, you wanted me to um, uh, get you a sandwich, and you wanted me to, uh, you know, get uh, turkey and, uh, and Swiss. They didn't have Swiss, so I got American. I need you to give me a turkey and Swiss sandwich. Well, there was no Swiss. I need you to go back there, and I need you to come back with Swiss. There was no Swiss. I need you to, all right, I don't care if it takes all night, come back with Swiss. I can't, there's no, there's no. I can't. That and I, I love the way he t- he talks to them because, like, th- and, and the moment he says that to those three guys, they all go in different directions.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I was like, what the where the hell is everyone going? You know, <laughs> it's like scatter, yes, scatter the bosses,
4: people like that before. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, I, I, me too, me too, um. But I, I do like I the thing I like about uh, Bianco in this is that he, he he you know he's chatting with Cameron Mitchell and like seeing Tony Francioso and Cameron Mitchell together that's like a, a duo that I really like mm-hmm. and and then but then he's also mingling like at the country club with Klein Schmidt and all his people and then he he's chatting with the singer and and he's just kind of I, I like he's he's always dressed really he's always dressed really cool and he's he's just getting himself into all these places and and getting. Um, it, it's, it's, it's interesting too. One of the things is that they say, like, go there and pretend you're his friend, and he does. But it's never, um, it's uh, that sort of part of it is never something where it goes overboard on anything. He's just like, hey, I'm his friend. I'm here to help. Yep. And and there's there's never a moment where it's like, you know, someone's like, well, if you're his friend, then you know, what did he used to do when he was in sixth grade, and he would fail a te- you know like how did he cheat uh, you know something like that you know so you know they they, they don't go overboard on it no
4: and he's kind he of, just shows yeah, he's kind of like look you know i'm his friend if you don't help you, yeah uh, if you don't if you don't want to help me because you don't like me then do it because he's your friend too
0: yes it's it's nice to play it's under it's 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 under underdone. Mm-hmm. That's not right. This is Christmas. You don't want anything to be underdone. <laughs> you want it to be just right. Um, it's underplayed. It's under,
2: oh, underplayed. God, yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And and it's it's um, it's, it's it's a nicely. I, th- I think it's, I think it's a, it's a sharp episode, um, and uh, there there is a bit more probe action in this than in the previous ones but not as much as there was there has been in the past
4: and that's something we're kind of noticing through these episodes isn't it that mm-hmm. you're seeing yeah. Probe become a little less an important part of the series now I think that in the hands of, of less capable leads and with stories that maybe weren't quite as good that would be a real problem because so much of the tricky. early yeah. appeal of this series is based on Probe itself mm-hmm. but with, with the, our three leads and with stories that are generally pretty well written, you, Sharp, you're yeah. still able to appreciate the story and you don't you don't miss these elements quite so much maybe until you start to talk about it like we are or until something happens and you wonder, hey, why didn't they do that earlier?
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. And um, I think I, we mentioned it in the previous one or the one before that, that when Leslie Stevens was full on in charge it was about using Probe all the time.
4: They were another character. All, uh,
0: they were another character. And in this one, and, and I, I like I, I and I do wonder, I, I mentioned it a couple t- uh, episodes ago too, I wonder if, um, if, if maybe a problem people had with the show or something was that it, they felt like it was taking them out of it. No, I've never felt
4: that. No, I, but I but under, then, I understand what you mean. You want mm. you want your heroes to be flesh and blood and not yes. just well today we would look at them as that that the, 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 the at, at control that there was like a video game and they're the controllers. Oh yeah. Uh, they yeah. they would have we had a to... different way of looking at it back then but it, the puppet master and the puppet maybe something yes. like that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I'm wondering if We get back to a Lockwood if we're going to get more uh, standard Probe stuff in Lockwood.
4: I'm looking forward to finding out.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, Because this is very much like the third episode in a row where Probe is is used when they need to be used. And you can go stretches kind of forgetting that Probe are there. Mm Mm-hmm and they almost on more than one occasion would just cut to everyone in probe watching it and i said i think i said this in the previous one you know watching the episode that we're watching you know but we're watching them watching the episode that we're watching so we all get a little lost yeah and um, so but but then I, again you could look at it as like if the show had gone on for like like mission impossible style what like 6 years or so it this could have just been one of the things the show did yeah. You know, one like, like not every episode has to be probe-heavy. You're right. Some, some some of the episodes could be like that. So just in the same way that we had three episodes in a row where everything felt very sort of personal with each of the probes, what, what they were doing. And this one, w- w- the last three episodes, I think we've had a feeling more of the probes doing their own thing. Or in the case of Grover in the previous episode, being forced to do his <laughs> own thing because the bad guys take everything away from him. Um, and it's it's, it's it, I mean it's actually pretty interesting to, to, to think about. I mean the show is even at this point where you think well I think they knew they were canceled, they're still uh, we could be reading too much into it, but they but we, they're still evolving and they're still um, uh, um, mo- moving forward in what the show can do
4: and they're within yeah its, and they're its, it's reminding us they're reminding us that these guys are in with probe for a reason. They're smart. They think on yes. their feet. They can think for themselves, and um, it's great to give them all this information that can help them do their job. But they didn't mm-hmm. get there just by being able to um, disseminate information that was being given yes. to them.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they, 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 they've, and, and like with Grover, um, kind of becoming a better probation as the show goes along, and Lockwood being like the senior guy, and Bianco doing his thing, getting stronger. As it goes, yeah, you pick, you pick. Uh, you, it's almost like you, you. At the end of the day, you kind of would, I guess, you'd prefer to have someone who didn't have to refer back to probe every two minutes. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd want, you'd want the detective who could do it all, but needs some assistance every now and then. Whether it's speaking a foreign language, whether it's learning a fact they didn't know, whether it's seeing a, a headline and not quite realizing what it means, and having someone back in probe tell them, um, you want you want probe to be a um, uh, um, an assistance and not the um,
4: yeah a resource you, yeah
0: like you said yeah you don't want to be the the dummy uh, just just saying everything that they're. Um, um, sending your way, yeah. You want them to be the resource. That's why you call on the Omega Unit.
4: That's right. <laughs>
0: which is that one guy sitting in a room looking in the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, that's that's Steve. He's never going to look towards us. He's just we put we put the light on that camera, even though it's this one. We we goof with him. It's fun. It's fun. That's Steve. Uh, what What else do you have on this one? I'm going to scan you. notes. Here.
4: Um, one of the things I think that this uh, episode proves again is what a tough customer Bianco is, and yes. as as we know, it's been established that probe agents are not armed. They're not allowed to be armed. And mm-hmm. for perfectly legitimate reasons, Bianca winds up with a gun at the end of this episode and uses it to good advantage. But we also see that he's capable of throwing a guy headfirst into a hard brick wall and gets yes. the job done that way. And I... um. I, I, I probably talk about this too often when we're doing a Bianco episode, but it's a part of his character that I really like, this, this edge. We know Grover, for example, we know that he can take care of himself, but it isn't necessarily his style to beat the truth out of somebody. And I don't think Bianco... Would do that But he could do that yes. And what's more important The bad guys don't know That he won't do that Because he acts yes. like he's ready to do that If you're yes, not
0: careful He looks like that's what he's going to do to you mm-hmm. so, so it's like uh, This could go either way
4: And like you I really enjoyed The scenes with him in the club Where he's proving mm-hmm. that he's Every bit yes. as smooth As they are Yes, and uh, he can't resist, um, especially in 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 certain situations. There, he can't can't resist getting a little dig in them at one time or another, yes. and uh, playing with Mister Innocent. Although you know, and I know, both know that I know what you're up to. Yes, <laughs> and so it you you know it is a um, it's a it's it's a good clever episode and it uh, keeps you keeps you watching keeps you guessing and leads you to what i think was a a satisfying solution yes
0: yes yes When, when you get to the end and it's all said and done um I think it works. Mm-hmm. And it works. It, it, it works. And it works like, unlike the previous episode, which I i, I, I don't mean to, to keep pointing out, but unlike the previous one, which takes you down like a 20 minute red herring route. And then you're like, well, who, who could it be? Oh, wait a minute. It could only be one person. This one, when you kind of get to the end, you're like, okay, what? Where are we? And then you're like, oh, okay. Right. Oh,
4: that was smooth. Uh, that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. It, do, it does it, it. does it really nicely. Yeah. And Cameron Mitchell has shown up every once in a while is fun. Getting, getting to see him do some shooting. Yes. Um. Uh, so, uh, I I do. There is one moment where he's where uh, Bianco is talking to the young man who sees um Matson at the beginning. Yeah, and he he and he's talking to him, and he says. At one moment, he says to him, he leans in and says to him, he says. I, I forget what he says. I forget the, guy, the the character's name, but something like you know, "Hey Steve," all my characters are named Steve. <laughs> hey Steve, and he's he's talking to him about something he has to do. Steve, get smart, get smart, and he says it twice. And I thought, "Get smart" just went off the air two years ago. Two like two and a half years ago. Is that a reference to Maxwell Smart? Is he is he a probe agent now? Because I know Say. in the new Bomb he wasn't with Control. He was with something someone else. So maybe maybe that's a reference. Maybe he knows Maxwell Smart. I, I do not
4: thought of that.
0: But just the way he says, you know what, Steve, get smart, get smart, and do what you need to do or whatever. Well, he, and I was like, he has
4: got the street cred. Yes, mm-hmm. he. Uh, uh, and I think that, that that's that other ability he has that he's kind of like, um, <clears throat> you know, what was that show? The uh, The Persuaders, the one with Tony Curtis. And, yeah, The Persuaders.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, T- uh, T- uh, T- yeah,
4: he's no. kind of like that Tony Curtis character in in a way that he's smart and he's smooth, but he also ha- is not unfamiliar with the mean streets. Yes. and I think yeah. that was. Yeah. I, I think that if you're if you're an urban urban young urban character or somebody who's done the get smart like that, I think that he get, has a certain credibility that not everybody yes. would have. Grover, for and, and example, the, would not have that credibility. And
0: yeah, well, Lockwood wouldn't have that no. either. <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: no, no, and that's the joy of the episode is it hops from these moments with like. Um things are a little little rougher mixed in with these guys in this huge country club. I don't know what this set is, but this is a gorgeous set. This is like a huge two room set they're in. And it's absolutely this gorgeous red carpet everywhere, this huge staircase sweeping up and a pool room and and basically an area where just old, rich, white guys sit and get drunk. That doesn't sound like a terrible place, actually, now that I'm saying that. I love being an old, rich... Uh, no, being an old, white guy. No, no. Not an old, rich, white guy. Uh, uh, but uh, but it, it's, I like the way he moves in between. He He's just... He's able to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. And you, you think, like, you think, like, Lockwood you need to send to, like, Europe. Or something like yes. that. Because that's kind of where he'd be the suave guy. And um, Grover... Grover kind of moves in and out, but but kind of doesn't quite get the full respect he deserves. But doesn't seem to care because he's able to work with it. Whereas Bianco, he's kind of um, he's kind of able to move here and there and do everything. And I mean, this episode has moments, yeah, where he goes and talks to the. The, the guys and just gives them the sass and just gives them the edge and then he goes to talk to other people when they're in tears and he hugs them mm-hmm. and he, he's able to you know give them some some some, some calm, calm calm relief from the horrible stuff that's happening so it's um geez I'm I'm fast I'm fast thinking um I'm 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 almost wondering if um if uh, this was a backdoor pilot for we're gonna send Bianco to uh, a Texas. Which is like, um, you know, in Buffy, they, uh, Vampire Slayer, they have the Hell miles yes. So so almost like maybe Traverse, Texas turns out to be um, the some sort of center of all sorts of crime. And Bianco would get his own show. Like, Trav- you know, Bianco, Texas, Traverse, Ranger. I don't know. I'm making this up. But you, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, 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 it might have been fun. Like, if they knew the show was ending, maybe why not do an episode where you show the character at their absolute best to maybe try to get him a spin I I'd, I'd
4: would have loved to see him in a series like that.
0: That, that would have been really, uh, and I mean, maybe it could have just been like Burgess Meredith sitting in a garage or something helping him out, like with a <laughs> stack of books. Now, wait a minute. You need what? Okay, Thuggy, give me a second. Oh, I got, I got, to, oh, I got Q and R. I need Z, uh, T, oh, there it is. Oh, gosh. Uh, do you have anything
4: else on nope, this? Right? I am tapped out.
0: Me too. Me too. What I guess what? Guess what? Yes. Okay. So, so overall, I think uh, another another good Bianco episode. Another a really good episode of the show. We're, oh, and I, I will just say the one thing: the wine guy who gets really beaten yes. up in it. He is an actor I love. Who name I forgot? Did you mention him? I, for,
4: I did I for, not mention him, but uh, I. <clears throat> he was very good.
0: He he he's in a lot of stuff, and he is that Iver Francis. In, Yes, Ivor Francis, yes, yes, yes. He is in He's in a very fun episode of The Magician that involves t- a toy maker. He's in a lot of stuff. You'll know him when you see him. But he is also in one of my favorite anthology films from around 1980 called House of the Dead. Mm. And it's about a guy in like New Orleans who gets stranded in a like, hurricane-style downpour and uh, has to um, uh, shelter in a funeral home. And Ivor is the funeral director, and basically shows him like four bodies and tells the story of how they oh, died.
4: That's perfect.
0: It's a very good. It's rated PG, folks, so it's not gonna you know it's not gonna hurt your soul or anything like that. It's it's uh, and it's it's actually a lot of fun. It's actually a pretty fun um, uh, 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 anthology film. But I always think of him from that, just kind of that his face, is kind of. You you think oh he's also in an episode of Monster Squad where he plays he plays a character who's like the 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 tickler or something like that but he's a guy who never laughs and he's just got this grumpy face on all the time because he never laughs.
4: I can see that. He, yep. He, he, yeah, he's um
0: he's a he's a fun he's I, I I I like him. Um. So Mitchell, where where can we find you online this this festive time in your new home in a undisclosed location
4: well i've always made sure that santa can find me he won't have any problems so santa yeah, really. i because i know that you listen to this podcast i know it's one of your <laughs> favorites as a matter of fact you can find me at it'sabouttv.com, where i'll be talking about tv and you'll be reading between the lines and finding out what i would like to see under my christmas tree this december <laughs>
0: That's episode 118, everyone. Happy Holidays. We will be back right before Christmas. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. I think it was a fun time, huh? So, where can we find you online? Where can we find you online? Sorry, I said that wrong. Where can you find us online? Supertrain one Twitter. Adventure Super Train, Facebook. AdventureSuperTrain.blogspot.com and danny d a n n y slacks s l a c k s at yahoo.com. Thank you again everyone and let me just let me just play a little bit more of this for you and we will be back in a couple weeks. And you know that I take Jan- we t- uh, i take we all take January off. So 119 will be the last one for about a month and a half. Uh, so uh oh I like a break but but we're not quite there yet so stand by for episode 119 also stand by listen to this